Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I am coming to you on the air as today is one of those shows that, like I said, we always find very interesting. But today's topic is you cannot take my joy. Now, this topic basically came about when we were on the air last week and we were talking about joy and, you know, situations and things of that nature, and it kind of led to the topic today. But before I even get started with that, I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and waking me up this morning and making sure that I am in my right mind, even though as I was doing the Facebook Live, I got this fly that's been flying in my office for about 40 minutes I opened up the doors. I tried to swat it out. The fly don't go, want to go nowhere, but I guess this fly want to die. So if this fly come by me, I'm going to knock the crap off this fly because it's getting on my nerves. So I will not let it take my joy. So today's episode, we will explain the difference between joy and happiness. Now, many have often said that they wanted to be happy or they wasn't happy, but what do that really mean? It appears that happiness is about self-pleasure. It may also dwell on materialistic or worldly pleasures. While joy is a little different because it is derived from soul satisfying and it is an emotional well-being, which we know happiness can be an emotion or being happy is an emotion too. But happiness may also be momentary, meaning it may not last for a long time. But yet joy, on the other hand, is more related to the inner self and may last for a longer period of time. Now, I have someone on the air, so we'll get started with the show because we're going to talk about this. Because as I was getting this information together, Anita Baker popped into my spirit, meaning you bring me joy. And I want to know, what do you know? And if you know what she's talking about. So let me log on again. It is logging on. Good morning. This is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, Block Talk Radio. How are you doing? Well, Number ending is, I can hear you, but you're sounding kind of different. It's not like you're on a computer. How can I be sounding any different than what I normally sound like? But you sounded different. Don't, 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 don't start with me right about now. I got a... I got a fly in my office that is driving me crazy. I opened up the door. I tried to let the fly out. The fly don't want to go nowhere. So if you hear me swinging and, and all of this and jumping around, it's because I'm trying to get this fly. And it's a big old fly, too. So, Mr. Tony, you know, like I said, last week we this topic kind of came about as we were talking with me, you, and Lady T. What when we talk about you can't take my joy, what is your interpretation or what is your what do you have to say as it relates to this topic? <laughs> well, I just say uh those are moments that there's a time where we want to try to express joy every day if we could in our lives and uh be mindful of the fact that uh, there's we, we're rubbing shoulders with all kind of people in the world, and we have in this world we have people who can it's just an instant a moment can change our demeanor. So we have to be careful uh, how we react to someone who is uh, not maybe not necessarily taking our trying to take our joy, 
but just that they have not had enough joy in their lives to be able to deal with those who have joy and peace and love. So mm-hmm. um, we have to be mindful of what, who we're dealing with in the world. And we, Although we might try to uh, surround ourselves with those who are uh, trying to follow the word of God and, and have this joy and this peace and this kindness and all the other things that are mentioned in, in, in the scriptures, uh, we still have to uh, come to the fact that we are rubbing shoulders with those who do not express these type of things that the Bible requires. And so mm-hmm. in that process, uh, you know, someone can then instantly uh, <laughs> take that moment of joy. And next minute, you know, you might have to deal with them on a different level, but we are conscious of how we might be able to reply. We talked about this a little bit because it goes hand in hand. We were talking to a couple about uh, uh, kind words turns away bitterness. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's all part of your joy, that how you can respond to someone who is who, who is bitter or someone who is uh, unruly and how you can reply to them in a certain way that they don't rob your joy and that you might be able to uh, uh, turn, their, uh, turn their way from the bitterness and the actions that they are taking. By mm-hmm. your own response. So mm-hmm. and you that know, joy and keep Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to what you're saying. I was going to say I'll wait. Yeah, I am just was just uh, closing up by saying that uh, we, we rub in shoulders with all kind of folks. So we may hear a song about joy, you bring me joy, you bring me peace, and all these other things, but the same people, including myself, uh, someone can tick me off for a moment and next minute, you know, say something ridiculous. And some people will do things intentionally to rob the joy mm-hmm. from you. But, uh, you know I'm laughing at you, right? You, you, know I'm huh? <laughs> you know I'm laughing <laughs> at you, right? <laughs> yeah, because it's the way you know you have to respond. And I'm going to be straight. It's like I said about the Apostle Paul. And he was He had a sharp burst of anger. And uh, just for the moment, he was, he remember, he's in the Bible talking about pray for everything, be kind, be this and that, and he goes off. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, if he can do it, what makes you more different than <laughs> any one of us can do it? So we have to be mindful of it. I'm constantly judging myself about a response, how I should take. I always go and say, should I do it this way? No, Tony, you shouldn't have did it that way. Oh, God, Lord, please forgive me because I could have responded in a different way. So mm-hmm. we constantly trying to keep that joy and always constantly trying to return in kindness anyone who is not necessarily trying to take our joy. Or we know that's a free, that's a, uh, what they call it, a figure of speech. But mm-hmm. uh, we mind for the fact that we can also respond, trying to keep joy in this world can also, we can respond in a negative manner. And our joy is just gone in an instant. I just saw that fly, Tony. I just saw it. I need a fly swatter real bad because as soon as that fly to me, I'm going to pop it. Okay. It's driving me crazy. So when we start talking about that and the difference between joy and happiness, you know, and like I said, these songs pop up, Anita Baker, You Bring Me Joy in her lyrics, and then you got the joy to the world. So we try to tell individuals about this joy, this peace, this understanding, and sometimes individuals 
may perhaps get joy confused with happiness. I saying, I want to be happy. I'm not happy. They don't make me happy. Now, it came to my attention. I'll never forget when my father was murdered and I was at my father's funeral. And I had just did the remarks. And I was standing up there in the pulpit and speaking to individuals and having and listening to what they had to say, everything. And the pastor came back up and he said, Jeanette Abney, and I said, yes, he said, we owe you an apology. He said, you have a joy that is unrecognizable. And it dawned on me, and I really didn't know what he was really, really talking about until I started putting this information together. Because I used to always say, I'm not going to let nobody take my peace. I'm not going to let nobody bring me out of character. I'm not going to. And I do it more for health reasons, because if I get mad, I might wind up in jail or be all broke out and high. I ain't got time for all that. So I know why I won't let nobody do that to me or give them the power to do it. But when we start talking about joy versus happiness, Tony, how would you explain the two? I do it like this. There's in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, where it talks about uh, love and precious qualities. And I'm going to name them off. And the last one is very important. And it's all surrounding this word joy. So these are, these are things that I have to constantly remind myself of to keep this joy that I have and also try to portray that joy across someone else. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, mildness. And the last one, self-control. That's mm-hmm. all including those qualities. You can have joy, 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 but you're still in a world where we have to have self-control to keep our joy. And that's mm-hmm. how I deal with it. Uh, I do a lot of traveling for my business, and I always tell people, I say, listen, on this road, I've seen all kind of things. In L.A., people cut you right off. They don't care. They <laughs> uh, <laughs> cut you right off. You hit the brakes. You got to catch your tongue because you may end up saying something that's unchristian. Uh, I, I one time was driving and I was turning and I heard a guy, he was walking by and he just started cursing me out. It's like, you sons, I, I didn't even do anything. What are you cursing mm-hmm. me out for? But that's the kind of world you're dealing with. So you have to make sure that. You don't absorb those attitudes. Next minute, you know, mm-hmm. you portraying the same thing, and at the same time, you on radio talking about joy and all that stuff and this and that, but you got another alter ego that can flip out at any time. So these mm-hmm. qualities we need, we need in this world, and this is how mm-hmm. I keep that joy as much as I can. And when I do get out of little control, Somebody, especially when someone's calling me and saying ridiculous stuff. Uh, that may just happen before it should be in. <laughs> I always go back and say, I could have did that a different way. I, that's one thing about the Father. He's loving, and uh, he teaches us. We can always have regret about the way we've done something and mm-hmm. ask for his forgiveness and even uh, apologize to the person we might have snapped on and uh, mm-hmm. we can move forward, and that's keeping yeah. your joy, too, because you can't keep that bottled up, whatever someone did try to take your joy. I also want to say we should never 
think because of the type of world we live in. We shouldn't have the mindset to think that someone is trying to take our joy. Correct. Because we be Correct. very careful with that. Someone trying to take our joy. No, we're just rubbing shoulders with people who have different point of views about a lot of things, and they may not mm-hmm. share the same point of view as us. You dealing, mm-hmm. like I said, but dealing with people who will cut you off. They don't see nothing wrong with cutting you off. That's L.A. That's the way it goes. And in reality, they're right. That's L.A. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. You're going to get cut off you and everything else. So you got to know how to deal with this so you don't lose your joy. Correct. I like the way you're talking about self-control. And I'm sitting up here cracking up as you speak it because – I called Tisha this morning, and I missed her phone call because I wanted to tell her about my shopping thing with me going to buy some skinny jeans. And I said, you know when you're not skinny, when you buy skinny jeans, but you can't get your fat butt in the jeans. <laughs> I said, but I'm determined I'm getting to these jeans. So she told me, she said, I called you back, Ma, and you didn't answer the phone. I said, my phone don't be on. I said, my phone haven't been on for four years. I said, I keep my phone off. I said, because your brother will call me and will try to steal my peace, my joy, my love, my patience, my self-control, and everything. <laughs> he will get on. He will try to get on my last nerve. So I'll just hang a phone on him. So she said, and she was like, for real? Like, in other words, I refuse to turn my phone on. So what he'll do now, Tony? It's he'll call me from a block number. As <laughs> soon as he get a hold of an 800 number, that's how he going to call me. So when you talk about taking, sometimes people will try to disturb you. If they see you are at peace, it's like being picked on. It's like, it's like please don't come to me with that. You know, I'm having a great day, and, you know, I, I'm so filled with, with being full of joy. And, and another thing with joy, Tony, is when you can have joy in spite or despite of your situation, because you're talking about the world, and a lot of times people go through a lot of things, people be in a, a lot of bad situations, and I, I, I can see that the man at the church was probably looking at the fact that I was burying my father, and he was watching my demeanor and my mannerism as I spoke and as, you know, he saw this in me, which is why he said what he said, but I didn't understand at the time what he meant. But when you can still have joy despite what you're going through or what you know you're dealing with, that right there is powerful because joy shows when everything is falling apart. Sometimes you can really tell that's what a person is made of, and you, it really kind of shows who that person really is. You know, because, yeah, people have tempers. People may get upset about things. People may know how to, what they call, poke the bear and all that other stuff. But when things are falling apart and you still got that joy and you can still rejoice, that makes a big difference. And, Tony, sometimes when we're talking about believers and non-believers, sometimes that's what people are looking at because they're looking at how you react and respond in situations. Now, can we talk a little bit about um, the biblical part of it? Because I found something, and he was talking about the biblical truth about joy that can change your life. Because when you understand what joy is, it's something you like. No, you're not go. You don't don't come with me with that. And part of it could be a part of maturity, Tony. What do you think about that? Do you think maturity has something yeah. to do with it? Oh, it has a lot to do with. 
this is what folks have to understand is that that's why when we're reading the Old Testament, we saw God gave them laws before He even let them go into the Promised Land, and that's that mm-hmm. was maturity. People don't understand that. that's maturity because now you are mature to God's laws. He's saying, "Listen, this is what you're going to have to do, and if you do this, you will prosper." So the same mm-hmm. thing with joy. Joy. It's also as part of our faith. We have a faith that know that there's something better that's coming. All these things that the Bible gives us to give us hope, it gives us joy. And no one can take that joy away. So mm-hmm. it, it also matures us. But some of the, the folks who have not been matured are those who have, do not understand the hope and the joy and the faith that, that's what's about to come. So they don't have mm-hmm. anything inside them to know, uh, to make them feel good about a joy. I remember a guy, um, I walked inside I walked inside this auto parts store one day, and I, and I knew the guys at the auto parts store. And uh, somebody said, man, you always smiling. But they didn't understand that the Bible gives me that smile, the word of God, because of the hope that it gives me that these are going to make all things new. Loved ones mm-hmm. going to be resurrected. That stuff is wonderful to hear. And so one day I walked in, and uh, they were, you know, they were all Caucasian. And then the one guy says, Sunsh-. I walked in, and guy, I see, so the, the guy goes, sunshine has just entered the building. And uh, one Caucasian <laughs> guy said, one Caucasian guy said, all I see is dark and gloomy. And so everybody was, <laughs> everybody was waiting on me to respond. I just started laughing, and they all started laughing. And the guy goes, I didn't mean anything by that. I said, no, you were just cracking a joke. You see, I didn't take that as a racial thing. Correct. Because he can't take my joy away from me, but I know what's coming. And so Mm -hmm. that maturity, that Bible gave, it matures you. It it, it helps you to know that regardless of what someone say, and that brings us right to another verse in James 1.19. It says, Every man must be swift about hearing, slow about speaking, slow about wrath. That's joy. Mm-hmm. When I'm, mm-hmm. I, I am uh, uh, swift about hearing. So when the man said, all I see is dark and gloomy, I, I, I didn't respond in a wrathful way. I was swift mm-hmm. about hearing that. And my, my return was slow to anger or just not even thinking about anger. We just started laughing. But mm-hmm. some people can go off. If somebody say that to someone else, there's some people out there will go off. <laughs> like totally go off. Depends Ooh, you on, it depends on how you it depends on how you handle it. I mean, it's like you and I was just on the phone just a minute ago and um the phone calls that I was taking and I was talking about even with um eating disorders and sometimes, you know, when things are out of our control, we don't know how to handle it and I was sitting up there, and in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I remember going to a doctor one time, and the doctor told me I was grossly obese. I looked at him and said, your mama. I said, I may be obese, but I'm not gross. <laughs> but I wasn't mad at him. But it's like, I remember just sitting up here, what if I had an eating disorder? What if I had a low self-esteem? What if I struggled right. with weight issues when I was a kid? And you would have just taken all of that from me and broke me down by calling me grossly obese. No, your mama. That man didn't know what to say to me, Tony. He looked at me like, no, she didn't just say something about my mama. Yes, I did. (laughs) And I was not mad. (laughs) So when we talk about joy, 
It's a short but powerful word because it's only three letters. Them three letters can make a big difference in your life. And, you know, at times individuals were taught that and they define joy by more than a moment, and it's more than um, circumstances because happiness is directed at circumstances because we were so taught, make me happy, I want to be happy, I want to put a smile on somebody's face. But when you got that joy in your heart, and when you feel with the Holy Spirit, joy is more like what they call a deep abiding. Now, they got, and I'm looking at some information, and it talks about with the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, they define joy as an emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortunes, or the, the prospect of possessing what one desires. But that definition leaves something lacking. And what it leaves lacking is basically how we as believers define joy, which is on a whole different level because level because joy is the assurance that God is in control of all the details of your life. When you have that assurance, Tony, sometimes it's better than insurance. You know, insurance is a payoff. Insurance is, okay, I'm going to cash in, I'm going to get some money, and then sometimes people don't know if you're not a good steward or good with your finances, that money could be gone. But when you have assurance, you know everything's going to be all right. That makes a big, big difference. And it seems like today, Tony, with people going out there voting today, those that did not vote, you know, um, by absentee balance or mail-in registration or mail-in in your ballot, a lot of times we talk about people's joy, people's peace. You know, we can go on and on and on, but you're still going to have the naysayers. You're still going to have people saying, oh, well, that's fake, or, you know, they're not happy all the time. No, they don't have to be happy all the time. Now, I'm looking at something, and it talks about with joy being a feeling. It talks about yes, but it's also a confident and abiding in the vine in which Jesus, as laid out in John 15, it's knowing that all of our life derives from that divine. But it's also the future expectation that everything is going to be okay as we draw from the vine, meaning no matter our circumstances. And I think sometimes, Tony, I drive people crazy because, my mother used to just say I was silly, I was naive, I didn't care about nothing. It wasn't that. Like I said, I just wasn't going to let stuff just bother me or take me to that point. To, it's like, for what? I, that has always been my mindset, even as a kid. So I want to ask you, Tony, what about individuals that are non-believers? What, what, what can a person, I mean, what happens in those type of situations? Right. Uh, I think, well, many years ago, uh, there were certain things about our natural senses that God gives us. And we're going into mm-hmm. this world with these natural senses, and that is to love, and that is joy is one of them. But if a person uh, don't read upon the book to get a full understanding of the joy that God is, 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 uh, is giving to us, that mm-hmm. person may be in the world, uh, with bitter anger and bitter hate uh, because no mm-hmm. one has instructed him, instructed her or him on the joy that God has. And uh, we mm-hmm. were talking about, one thing here about Christ was talking, he says, in me you may have peace, but in the world you will have tribulation. But mm-hmm. be of good cheer. But be of good cheer. 
So even with the tribulation, so when someone, uh, uh, like this, and I went to work out the other day. I didn't even tell you about this. I was slow. I always slowly back up because I can't, I was next to a SUV and I couldn't see behind me. So I slowly back up and there's somebody came up behind me and beat blew the horn. You know, there's no courtesy anymore. It's mm-hmm. like I'm slowly backing up because I don't know who's behind there, so I'm hoping you'll see my backup lights. So right now is he he wanted to bleed, beat the horn and he wants to dash by me instead of saying, Okay, let me stop and let this person back up and let them get out. And so uh, next thing you know, I went. I didn't know what was going on because I couldn't see. It was like a big van SUV wouldn't let me to see out the side or the back. So I didn't know who was coming down. And so mm-hmm. I got out there and said, "What's going on here?" And uh, he he called me the N word. Some young brother. <laughs> the N word. N N N. You fella. I go, hey hey brother man. I couldn't see you. Be up courteous. So. Uh-huh. I almost didn't say something, but I did. I said, listen, using the N-word like that, I said, you ever call your one of your parents and calling me an, uh, an N-word is equivalent of you calling your parents the N-word. I said, have some respect. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't even have to say that, but it goes to show you is that, see, I don't use words like that, but they use words like that. Mm-hmm. And if they had any respect to know how nasty that word is, they wouldn't use it. But that's what you're dealing with sometimes. So I'm not going to let him rob me and have me go down in the pit with him. So mm-hmm. I kept up above the I pulled forward, let him go on by. He was a young brother, and uh, uh-huh. I moved on. But that's how you handle it. But that's what it says. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to even have worse than that. Some people are going to try to draw you and take you off, you know, your your your, your joy your joy ride or whatever. It, that's what they do in the world. But we can stand firm and realize keeping our joy, keeping our peace, keeping our balance uh, toward what is good and what is right. And then not to be deterred by things that come. I'm gonna be yeah. straight. That didn't your brother call me in, man. That was, that was distasteful. That was totally was. distasteful. I didn't. I didn't like that you, at all. I would tell you what my sister from my, another mother used to tell me with stuff like that would be what happened. She'd say, Jeanette, you know we don't have no bail money. So I'm gonna say, Tony. We don't have no bail money, and don't be having me, Tisha, and Ryder come and help ride with you, okay? Because you know we got your back. So don't, don't, don't. <laughs> don't be having Tisha jumping out of car. That's I don't know right. what you say. <laughs> and having Ryder, having Ryder pulling on their pants leg trying to choke on <laughs> We try to be good because don't forget where you, Tony. <laughs> don't always go right. down like that. So. Uh, we have to rejoice <laughs> even when the like, devil is trying to steal our joy. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, God, that is Right. You know, yeah. we have to rejoice even when he's trying to steal it. We know he's trying to tempt us to go off and next thing you know, and then turn into something whole, uh, something totally different. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. Because you gotta you gotta remember where you at. Like I said, and that's the insurance because when I'm over there in that shopping plaza, I am very, very mindful of that because I love that nail shop over there, and I, that's where I go to have my breakfast at Denny's. But, ooh-wee, you, man, I've seen some things. I've heard some things. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I remember when I told my, my auntie that I wanted to open up an office in Compton. 
10 years ago, probably longer than that, she told me, she said, look, you're not going to get me kicked, cuffed out and killed over $3. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They'll pull out. Some of these people will pull out a gun real quick, too. That's the answer to everything. Yes. Yeah, so I can just see the look on your face now getting called today. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you got through that. Now, when we talk about what is joy in Christianity, and I'm getting this from Christianity.com, and it indicates that it is a natural human inclination to think that living through trials and negative circumstances would not be an occasion for joy. But choosing to respond to life's difficult situation with inner contentment and satisfaction doesn't seem to make sense. Yet the believer can experience genuine joy to the fullest by taking the initiative to actively consider all that God is doing and that he has a definite purpose in the mind of his people. You know, sometimes I have to tell people I'm protected by the blood of Jesus because I had stopped going to um, banks at night, you know, making deposits and stuff like that because he was like, Jeanette, don't be doing that. Jeanette, don't be. And it made sense because, like I said, you've got to remember where you are, you know, and everybody is not a believer. And some individuals, you, you just got to give them a little third eye sometimes. Now, as you experience, become a believer, can experience genuine joy to the fullest by taking the initiative to actually consider like I said, in regards to what God has for you and for his people, joy can't be a choice sometimes, Tony, because, but it comes from the Lord, but he is the originator of true joy. And the problem is, like I said, we just have to be mindful of that. Some individuals don't even know what it even means. And even though we start talking about, you know, and I'm looking at that joy in the Bible, there are uh, familiar verses in James 1-2 that Humanly doesn't seem to make much sense. It is also very practical in the New Testament. They talk about the letter James begins with his important teachings about facing trials. You know, Tony, why is it that, and I, I mean, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I'm throwing it out there. there. When we're talking about going through and trials and tribulations, it seems like that's when individuals just sometimes just give up. They just, they just be lost. You know, sometimes I think about resources. I think about, you know, conflict resolution skills. You know, how can that be related to joy when we're talking about trials and tribulations? Right, right. Well, the whole thing, like we was mentioning, is to throw you, it's the whole idea is to throw you off balance. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's the whole thing. You, you, a person on the word of God, he walks a straight line. But we are mindful. I always tell people what the scriptures say. They say, uh, Jay said, uh, we know we originated with God. In other words, we know God created us, but the whole world is lying in the power of the wicked one. And that scripture is very mm-hmm. powerful to let us know that and at any time the wicked one can bring someone to us because he ain't, he, he's, he's dreadful, he's, uh, mm-hmm. he's not joyful. And his whole premise is he wants to rob you of any joy that God has given you. And he'll okay. keep sitting someone. And we have to be mindful of that. And so we we try to make sure that he don't knock us off the road, uh, just as, as we can say, you know, a joy road, a road of joy. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's trying to come and get you off that road so you can be bitter and miserable like some people we have in the world. And so mm-hmm. we're constantly 
when that person comes at us with whatever they have to say, we return in kindness. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know if you're reading the Bible when Jesus is talking about, look, someone strike you on the side, turn the other cheek. You know, that's hard to swallow. I don't care yeah. who you are. That's hard to swallow. I don't really want to turn the other cheek for that person to strike me. But Jesus mm-hmm. is not saying let that person hit you. He's saying it, listen, you don't have to strike them back. You don't have to return and be like them. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying is you don't have to be like them. Because once you get worked up and you're ready to throw down, now that's what the devil gets a kick out of. Ha <laughs> ha, see, mm-hmm. I got another one. They faking, talking about they in your joy and they in your love and all of that stuff. And look at them. They mm-hmm. just they just let loose. And so that's his whole little plan, you know. They're not right. now. I'm not talking about defending yourself. If someone's trying to bring you bodily harm, you have to defend yourself. We're talking about the, the natural things that go on in this world where someone is trying to knock you off your balance, get you worked up, get you out of your spirit of kindness and love and joy, and bring you over to the level that they are. Mm-hmm. The next you know, thing you know, you're a whole different about- kind of person. Correct. When you were talking about that, it reminded me of when you had told me what you said, and I started saying, I am not going to say that when I said I was going to the Oprah event. And when I was in the audience, and um, I I wasn't recording at the time, because when she first came out, and when she started talking about balance, and then all of a sudden she was on the floor, and I'm looking like, did she just have a heart attack? You know, we didn't know if it was part of the act, the stay. I'm like, she just really failed. And you know, wait a minute. Are you talking about her falling? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. I was, were you? Did you actually see that? Yes, I was there. I was there. I, I was. I didn't. No, she really fell because it was, what happened? I thought she had a heart attack because it took a minute because she was talking, she was walking, and the next thing you know, boom. She was on her back, and I'm looking on her and back. On her back. I'm looking. If you look at my Facebook, and I was talking to Michelle that was sitting next to me, I said, "She really just fell. She really no. It was not an act. So then she, but what what she did? I was I was very proud of it. What she did was she did one of my moves because if you're down there, you might as well stay down and keep talking. She just kept talking, <laughs> and then she was like, "It was the shoes. It was the shoes." <laughs> It wasn't funny. I'm laughing now. It wasn't funny. I was glad she was okay. No, that was not a stunt. She really fell. And they was trying to say it was the ghost of, of Michael Jackson, the ghost of Kobe Bryant and all of that. And I'm like, you know, oh and she had just God. showed, like, you know, Gail was in the audience. Um, Stedman was in the audience. And she's talking about balance. And the next thing you know, she was, like, doing a human shuffle and was on the floor. I said, oh, ooh, she, she, she really fell. She really did. Now, how did the crowd react? Well, at first we didn't know. We didn't. We we didn't know. Did anybody? Then, did was, they start? Like, did they? Oh, they start laughing and smiling. No, or what? no, 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 no. Because what happened? The lady came out first, and she said something about the shoes. Because you can hear it on camera. She was talking about the shoes, and then it looked like she was walking barefoot after that until she changed her clothes and stuff like that. And then you could see like as if Stedman was ready to go run up there. Because nobody was going up there at first until the lady came out. 
go to my Facebook page and look, because I recorded when she got up and she was talking about it. But, no, if I really thought she had a heart attack. I really thought when she went down, you could tell there wasn't no regular I'm going down. I didn't realize, because I'm like, I know she didn't trip on anything because the mic don't have a cord. So I'm looking like she just fell. What the heck did she just trip on? But she went down. She really, it was an ugly fall. Now, when we start talking about, um, in regards to, it comes from Christianity.com, in regards to what does the Bible teaches us about joy? God himself is the source of our joy. In Galatians 5, 22 to 23, it gives us a list of fruit of the Spirit, and joy is listed as there is one of the byproducts of the Holy Spirit living and abiding in us. And in that chapter in Galatians, it tells us that it is possible to live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit, which is what we were talking about last week. And in those verses, the meaning, he will naturally produce his fruit in our lives as we live for him, because God alone can produce true joy. And he does that naturally through his Spirit, living in those who have put their trust in him. And it's important for us to understand that only God himself can give us the ability to respond to life's difficult circumstances with that inner contentment and satisfaction. See, it's what's really what's, what's in us is what really makes a difference because, Tony, what's in you is going to come out. And a lot of times that's when, you know, people start, you start thinking people are different chameleons and, you know, they try to pretend to be one way, but then all it takes is a little bit of something and boom, here it comes. You know, another thing it talks about is we can choose to respond to life's trials with joy when we consider God's purpose for those times of suffering, meaning it is truly, it is true that only God can supply genuine joy. However, there's a key technique in James 1-2 to help us. Once again, the verse, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. You know, sometimes, you know, we go back and we say, well, God meant for our, for our evil, God turns it into good and count it all joy. See, a lot of times individuals say these things, but do they really, really believe it? I remember my daughter used to tell me when I would talk about the financial status of my company, and I would always say, well, next year it's going to get better. Next year it's going to get better. And I know you was getting on me talking about you work seven days a week. I told my daughter, and I said, I'm going to find me a job. I'm going to go get me a job. Tony, why a job called me yesterday? <laughs> I got a phone call yesterday. The number popped up. And it was actually a job that I liked, that I used to do, where I used to work at Camp, on Camp Pendleton until they sent me to San Diego working with military families, and it's a very good-paying job. And I kept saying, I'm going to give me a job. I'm going to give me a job. I'm filling out applications. A job called me. So sometimes when we start talking about it's going to get better, it's going to get better, it's going to get better. Because they're going to go to work. I told my clients I'm going to work. So I need to find me some therapists to come in here and see some of these clients so I can go to work for a little while. So, again, another thing, and it talks about, Tony, is, it is possible to have joy to the fullest even during the life's most difficult times. I think that's where a lot of times people struggle when they're going through. And it's also important to note in simple words, all, meaning in James 1, 2, the writer used it to describe the kind of joy that can only come from God himself. It's a word that means completely or holy. This is not just some joy. We can experience all joy to the fullest or the most complete joy. 
Tony, can you speak on that a little bit when we talk about those different verses? Because, like I said, it's when people are going through, it's when they need a word or, you know, they need a sign. They, you know, we always say these different things, but what they want is really some peace. They wanted to know, and like I tell some people, even in relationships, they just want somebody to say, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, well, Romans fifteen thirteen kind of touched on it a little bit. It said, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so mm-hmm. that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We got hope in there. We got joy. We got peace. There is a hope. Uh, it's a biblical hope. It's found in mm-hmm. Revelation 21, 3, and 4. He said, look, I am making all things new. He wants you to hold on until mm-hmm. this thing passed here. Until, you know, I'm going to make all things new. All the things that you, tribulations and things you've gone through or you're going through in this world, he gives us a hope that, look, I'm going to reverse all. I'm going to change all that. When the king comes and overthrow whatever it is, he's going to change, he's going to bring you peace. But in the process, but in the in the process of this take process of this taking place, I've given you this hope that's in the Bible. And this mm-hmm. hope should give you peace. Now I can only imagine if I did not even know the book, what type I wouldn't have what what hope will I have? I can't rely on these politicians keep telling me they're gonna do this mm-hmm. and they're gonna do this and they're gonna do this. And I've been living for fifty seven years and, and probably at the age of actually being able to comprehend things, I'll say about thirty five or forty of that. And so I've been hearing the same thing over and over and I've seen things just getting mm-hmm. worse, homelessness, people begging for food and uh mm-hmm. it's just getting worse and worse. So that hope that right. God holds out for me in the scripture brings me joy. And mm-hmm. we have to, that's what the radio station does. It helps people to understand is there is something better coming. I liken it like this, look, I'm a file taxes. Uh, maybe if I, let's just say I was getting a $2,000. I know I'm getting a $2,000 tax return, but I ain't filed the taxes yet. And it's only done certain time every year. Well, I know that's $2,000 going to bring me some joy. So I got a hope of knowing that some money is coming and it's going to bring me some joy. And so the Mm -hmm. whole idea is the concept of that is what the Word of God does. It gives you this joy Mm 24-7 that you know things are going to get better by means of God, His Word, and we trust in His Word. And we know Mm -hmm. that things are going to – in the meantime – we take any tribulation, uh, uh, any setback, any death, any sorrow, any pain, and we count it as joy because we know mm-hmm. something better is coming. And so we can't change those things, but we have a hope through God that he will. Mm-hmm. And as long as you've got that hope in your heart and your mind, okay, nothing Break you, nothing yep. break you. That's true, and people will try. They they will definitely try, and I know. Like I said, sometimes people look at me. Sometimes, and I tell my daughter, we were talking the other day about the people being a damsel in distress. We were like, that don't work for us. People don't believe us, you know. <laughs> they me like, Jude, you know, you can do it. Jude, you know, you got it. Jude, I'm like, where am I supposed to get it from? Where am I? Why I got to do it all the time? 
you know, because when people see that in you, sometimes people want a little bit of it, but they can have it and they can get it too. Now, I'm looking mm-hmm. at some other information, Tony, and it talks about four Bible characters who chose joy. Because remember, it's also a choice because it can be given to you. And sometimes if you don't believe it or you start playing with it, you can, you can mess it up yourself. Because when we see the word joy, people instantly begin to smile. You know, who doesn't want to have joy in their life? And I want to go back and piggyback, and I don't want to talk in circles, but you were talking about the politicians with today being super Tuesday, and a lot of times people put their trust and their faith in um, people, and not only in politicians, because yesterday I did a show, and I had a young man that's actually running for the mayor of Bakersfield on the air with me, and I've met him before, and he's a really interesting young man, and he's also a pastor, Pastor Tatum. So if you're in the Bakersfield area, don't forget to go vote. Don't want to tell people who to vote for, but he's on the ballot. So, you know, that's one thing. But not only politicians, Tony, our parents. Sometimes we put too much pressure even on our parents, on family members, to try to do things and give people a bailout when they say turn and trust God. God is the one that can be your healer, your provider, your protector, and everything else. But you have to trust Now, getting back to talking about joy, people begin to smile. Some of the best examples, Tony, that they have for understanding those words come straight from the Bible, but these were some individuals that was in some pretty bad circumstances. Jacob, the son of Isaac, and Rebecca, and the twin to Esau. Tony, when he was running for his life, (laughs) didn't know where he was going. That was a problem. Can you speak on that a little bit about the story of Jacob? Because he was a character in the Bible. Yeah, uh, all of them. Uh, I, I, the one I really liked the most was King David. Uh, you look at uh, what he did. You know, he, mm-hmm. uh, he 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 looked upon another man's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, he began have he eat with the man so he can size him up and find yeah. out how he's gonna kill him so he can take his wife. And then he comes he come up with a plan to put him on the front line in the battle mm-hmm. in the war. He knew he sure to be killed if you put him on the front line and his plan worked. Then Nathan came in and gave him a story, a parable about a man who took something precious away from another man. And then David raised up and said, who is this? David understood the parable, and he raised, he stood up and said, who is this man? This one should be put to death. And Nathan said, that mm-hmm. man is you. Mm-hmm. And David fell down immediately. Immediately he fell down, and he 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 um, he went to the Lord, and he said, I, I, I have sinned against you. And David knew what the law is. The law is anyone who done what David did should be put to death. But the Almighty God searched his heart, and David he realized David was repenting, and he spared his life. Mm-hmm. But the repercussions from what David did, all David went David went through a whole lot of tribulation after he did what he did. The Bible says we still have to reap what we sow. And so mm-hmm. his, his son came up against him and trying to take yeah. the throne. David was wondering. But he went, when you read in that Bible, he went to God and seeked out God's joy and his peace. All mm-hmm. the tribulation he was going through from what he did, he went to find peace in the Lord. 
And mm-hmm. so after all with David, I've one scripture I find so amazing after that. God said, even after all David did, he said David was a man after his heart. Heart, mm-hmm. That's true. A man after his heart. Well, David went to seek the Lord even more after he fell and he did what was wrong. He went to seek the Lord even more, and he wanted mm-hmm. to please the Lord because he had done so. He did. He had he had done the Lord so bad with what he did because he sinned against God, and then mm-hmm. he he kept referring to God and he talked. And a lot of the Psalms, we go to the Psalms. It talks mm-hmm. about the joy he got from doing what is right and how the Lord. Uh, lifted him up in joy and peace and, and everything like that and how the Lord showed him kindness. Uh, David was really pouring himself out. And uh, the same is, you know, that that peace and that joy we get, even if we messed up, even if we stumble, mm-hmm. turn to the Lord, he's so forgiving, and give us the peace that we look for. Because I tell folks, look, peace and joy run hand in hand. There's joy mm-hmm. and then the opposite that. You know, and peace is not the opposite, but peace run right alongside of joy because you're going to get some mm-hmm. peace from that joy too. And so mm-hmm. those Bible characters in that Bible gave us a lot of examples of the joy and the peace they did, they, they received from God from the tribulations or even the own, their own tribulations that they caused. Mm-hmm. You're right. They, and they you received know, you the peace it. from God. As you were speaking on that, I think David with two different um, two different times when they talk about David fighting Goliath and then David with what he did with Bathsheba, but they don't talk about her as much as they do with David when it came to that one. Now, another character that they talk about is Joseph, the son of Jacob and Rachel, and was the apple of his father's eyes, and also what he did to receive the coat, many of many colors, which represented Jacob's desire for Joseph to be his heir. That was another character in the Bible we talk about joy. We got Ruth. She was another one. And um, we got Paul, you know, and Paul, a Pharisee who hated the Christians, yet was touched by Jesus and transformed into one of the greatest champions for Christ, started many of the early churches and wrote many books of the New Testament. So when we start talking about the joy, and yet it was from prison where he wrote the book of joy in Philippians. So when we start talking about these things, and so, you know, it's real. There are people that have experienced that type of joy in their life, and it doesn't always have to be bad. You know, it doesn't always have to be one of those things where, you know, well, I don't feel like I deserve this. You know, it's our mindset, too. It's our mindset. We have to change the way we think. Now, I want to give the listeners some information, Tony, and it talks about Four Ways to Cultivate Christian Joy. Now, I, I kind of thought of, and like I said, the songs that we talk about, Anita Baker singing You Bring Me Joy and going through those lyrics. But one of the things we have to do, we have to pay attention. One of the favorite um, poems, instructions on how to live a life by Mary Oliver, she writes, pay attention. Be astonished. Tell about it. You know, because a lot of times when we pay attention to things, it can make a difference in trying to find that joy. Laugh. Tony, we do a lot. When we on the air, we do a lot of laughing. Sometimes individuals get so caught up in our laughter, they don't even know what we're laughing about. You know, but humor serves some important purpose because laughing at yourself reminds you that you are human 
and being reliant on God just like everybody else. For leaders and people of God, humor, I mean, humor is essential. You have to know how to laugh because sometimes we become so serious, we get so caught up in stuff, we forget to laugh. Another one, and I'm going to have you go back to some of these things, Tony, but spend time with nature. When you spend time with nature, you learn to appreciate life. Another thing that it talks about is tell stories. When you start telling stories, and sometimes you'll be like, I don't want to hear all of that mess. I don't want to. It ain't go. You know, my daughter called it war stories, you know. But telling stories also help because that's also your testimony to show how things, and like you got a reason to praise. You have a reason to rejoice and give me thanks in every situation. Because, I, you know, um, and I forgot to tell you too, the book signing has been confirmed for March the 28th at the Baldwin Hills Mall in regards to um, the, the next book that I'm going to be in. And I wrote it's about women in business. And some individuals are sharing, are talking about me in Orange County and all I went through. And I talk about what I went through in Orange County and how I'm still here. So, and then I have another event that, um, it was funny because I got a, a woman's journey, some kind of thing to nominate me, Tony, for some kind of award or honorable mention. And it's crazy because when they sent me the email, the woman that nominated me forgot to send the stuff in. She asked me for my bio, asked me for my picture. She missed the deadline. And all I could do was laugh when I saw it because the people sent me the email that she missed the deadline. But I still get the VIP privilege and I got to be there at a certain time and all of that. But just to know what I went through and the joy that I had despite and still running up and down these highways and byways, they couldn't take that joy from me. No matter what they tried to do with this business, it's still here. And now I'm about to go to work. (laughs) So, Tony, speaking on some of those things that I shared, what do you want to add to that about either last? Well, think about the things that we're facing in this world, and yet those who believe in the good book still giggle, even though it can affect us. We got Hundreds of people done died from this coronavirus, and mm-hmm. death is all over the place. If it ain't going to be that, it's how long we've lived. If it's syphilis, HIV, herpes, mm-hmm. it's going to be something coming up. We don't even know. We may be laughing today, and we don't know if we'll be alive tomorrow. But I tell you this much, we still going to have that joy and, and, and that Bible that holds out a hope that there's everlasting life and that mm-hmm. God is going to make things better. And so whatever storm comes or whatever wow. might uproot us for the moment, we still have a joy because you want to know why? There is nothing we can do anything about those things. And we have to wait on God Almighty to wipe all that away and make it better for us. But until then, he gave us mm-hmm. some hope, and in that hope comes a joy. It can't mm-hmm. be taken away from you, despite all the things you're facing and the world is facing. And that's what I like to leave with folks. You, you get you, you. There's things beyond our control. I'll never forget this. Mm-hmm. My, my, my my mother-in-law had this sign. Said this sign that said, "Lord, give me the strength to change the things I can." Mm-hmm. And give me the understanding and the strip to accept the things I cannot. 
Mm-hmm. And so once you know that there's things you're not going to be able to change, maybe in your personal life you can do some things, but there's some powers that be that won't allow you to change the other things that God has to come and do that. We know that we're waiting on him because that's where we get our joy from, knowing what he's mm-hmm. going to do and what he has done in our lives. And he tells us also how to get that joy by treating others. And how Mm -hmm. he gave us this joy of letting us know that you're going to be faced with these tribulations in this world, you can get a joy from that tribulation. See, he didn't cover all the bases, so there's really no need to be bitter. Mm -hmm. So he didn't cover it all for us to give us the complete joy we're looking for. And not only bitter, Tony, angry, and um, doubt. And fear. You know, a lot of times people live in fear. I don't live in fear. And when you start talking about what you were saying, it, the song popped into my spirit. One of my favorite songs, when he talks about my soul is anchored in the Lord. And he talks about though the storms keep on raging in my life. And sometimes it's hard for me to tell the night from day. You know, and sometimes people start feeling like that. They get weary. They carry. But, you know, count it all joy. And I'm looking at some information, and it's, from jamesrivers.church, and it talks about the word joy is used 93 times in the Old Testament, and it's a Hebrew word that means glee or exceeding joy, and God wants us to be joyful. And even if you feel that you've lost your joy, you want to get your joy back, they indicate 10 principles that you can walk in joy. Joy is something God can restore, Meaning he can make it, he can restore it. Another thing is says God can cause our hearts to, to smile, even if things on the outside seem to be falling apart. It says, joy is found in God's presence. In Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At the right hand are pleasures forevermore. It indicates that joy is the result of righteousness, meaning and I always say I'm going to do the right thing no matter what. In Psalms 9711, light shines on the godly and joy on those whose heart are right. And, you know, and then it goes into joy is found in delighting in God's word, Tony, which you've been emphasizing. In Psalms 119 and 111, your status or right heritage forever. You are the joy of my heart. And, um, it also goes into when our words are filled with wisdom, it produces joy, because you got to know what you're talking about. And joy is the result of speaking wisdom. It goes into Proverbs. And joy is produced by righteous hope. And 1019, the hope of the righteous brings joy. And joy is found in answered prayer. Tony, can you speak on that? Oh, that's without a doubt. I mean, that just comes at all. I, I every time I wake up, for some reason I got this routine. I don't know it always comes out of my mouth. I said, Lord, give me the strength to endure. Every time I wake up, give me the strength to endure this world and this system. I don't know what I'm gonna face here. But I know in me, uh, there's a joy that you have placed in my heart and my mind and whatever comes my way. Uh, regardless which way it goes, I'm going to count it as joy, and I'm not going to let no one steal it. And so mm-hmm. that's what scriptures gives us. And unless a person dived in those verses and in that book 
and, and, and understand God, you will not be able to understand those verses. And, and any situation you come up against, whoever it may be, uh, someone, uh, let me just share this one story for you. I remember one time I went to this uh, little bar one time with a friend, and I gave the lady a $20 bill, and the other girl, it was, I didn't I didn't catch this till later. Another girl came next to me and said, I'm the one that gave you $20. And the lady handed her the change and didn't give me nothing. And I know I gave you $20. <laughs> and I was like, I looked at her, the woman said, I, well, whoever had it, here it is. And she turned around and just walked mm-hmm. off. And I go, okay, I ain't getting nothing back. I know I gave mm-hmm. you to see. I moved on. There's no mm-hmm. need for me to go off. Because all them scriptures in there teaches me about joy. Paul, you talked about Paul. And he kept saying, listen, all the tribulation that Paul went through, Paul was getting beat up. Paul was, they was, they was on Paul. They left and right, beating him up left and right. He'd he been this, he'd been that. He was talking about how he went through this, he went through that. And he said, listen. I count it all as joy because mm-hmm. I've learned that if Christ Jesus can be beaten and stand up there and be beaten like he was, and he still took mm-hmm. it, it's telling us we can go through it and we can deal with it. And, 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 and now he's king up in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's true. So he showed he us we can go through all that and still come out. And don't even have, he didn't turn around and do nothing what they did to him. And that's mm-hmm. what he taught that's us. True. That is true because sometimes you don't always have to seek revenge. Okay, we run out of time. And you know what, Tony? I got 30 minutes before my next client. I'm about to go walk. <laughs> I'm going to go walk. I'm going to walk for 30 minutes. Right, okay. and I, I'm going to go out there and some, do a little 30 minute exercise myself. I'm ready to walk for my next slide. And I'm looking at something. Someone contacted me on LinkedIn. It says, love to talk to you. Intercoast College started an alcohol and drug counseling at vocational level. Do you still have your radio show? So I'm going to give this person a call back. So, see, individuals want information. They want to share. They want to. So I didn't know that Intercoast College, when he's talking about at the vocational level. So let me find out what's going on with Intercoast College, whoever this person is. I guess he works there. So individuals are contacting me, Tony, and somebody just said, hey, Jeanette, I see you have an impressive background. Tell me how happy you are with your business, where your business is at. So people are reaching out from all over the world, a lot of different things. So if I can help individuals, if you are a licensed therapist and you want to be an executive director of a company, give me a call. I'm ready to pass the torch so I can get up out of here. So thank you for joining us at Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. Tony, I'll chit-chat with you later. Let me go take my walk. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.